Welcome to Real Talk with me, the coach, Coach Rodney Young. Hey, today's episode is sponsored by Road Dog Fitness. If you're tired of just being tired, then go to RoadDogFitness.com and change your life. Now, are you ready for the Real Talk? Are you ready to get this information? Well, I want you to stand up, open your ears up, and get ready, because here I come. Coach. Rodney Young. Yo, what is going on? This is your friendly neighborhood coach, co-owner of Road Dog Fitness, Juice Plus distributor. I am the leader of the Real Talk for Real People podcast nation, but I'm an all-around nice guy. Listen, it is the first installment of Real Talk for Real People, the podcast for 2023. I am your friendly neighborhood coach, and I am so incredibly excited to be able to come to you today and be able to talk to you today. Listen, I know I've been gone for a while from the podcast side, but I am back, and I want you to understand that this year we're going to have different subjects, different different talks different guests that come on but listen we're going to always be able to do two things number one we're going to always keep it real and number two we're going to base everything off the word of god once again i am excited to be here and i got some announcements for you guys and i'll give you those announcements when we come back from commercial all right so i want y'all to listen to mace right now get the groove back in and i'll be right back you know you like that This is your friendly neighborhood coach, and I got a couple questions to ask you. When you lay down at night, does the blanket that you have give you the warmth that you know you deserve? Do you want to just give a special gift to somebody and just say thank you? When you Netflix and chill with your significant other, is the blanket long enough and warm enough for the both of you? Well, listen. Coach Young has an answer to all of those, and that is a different step blankets and more. Valencia Matthews, owner and CEO, can make quilts, blankets, hats, you name it. She can crochet it. And listen, she even does embroidery, too. Do you know you can receive 10% off your next order by referring a new customer or just posting about her products on social media? Listen, it's very easy to get a hold of her. You can go to Instagram and put in Valence761. Facebook is Valence7Matthews. Or you can email her at a different step blankets at yahoo.com. Or just cut out the middleman and give her a call. That area code is 754 269 1455. Listen, y'all, this winter's been kind of cold. 
And I know if your blanket hasn't been giving you the warmth that you need, it's time to go ahead and get something better. Take a different step. That's a different step, blankets and more. That's a different step, blankets and more. Oh, and by the way, when you contact her, tell her Coach Young sent you. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, y'all. Listen, I'm telling you, go to a different step blankets and more, man. Get your blankets. I'm telling you, I have one that my sister made for me a long time ago. Um, and it's still as warm as it was the first day I got it. And listen, when you get in touch with her, tell her Coach Young sent you, okay? All right, let's get into this. We're going to talk about fearful faith. Yes, fearful faith. Um, first of all, Let's talk about what faith is. And we go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number one. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay, so that's faith. Understanding what your faith is. Okay, and understanding that faith is, is, is looms very large in your life should be your faith and your walk with God. Okay. But it says the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So just because you don't see it doesn't mean that it's not there. You know, I, I use the analogy sometimes and I say, you know, faith is like you breathing. You know, how do you know that you're breathing? You just know. And you just believe that you're breathing. Because if you don't believe that you're breathing, then you're probably not, okay? So we have to understand what our faith is, first of all, all right? And so we'll get into fearful faith uh, down the line here, but what, we wanna, what I want to talk about is what causes a person's faith to waver? What causes a person to walk away from their faith? Now, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what Coach Young's saying. I'm not saying walk away from the church. That's something different. I'm talking about walking away from the faith, walking away from the from the word of God, walking away from God. That's what I'm talking about. So I don't want to get this thing twisted because there are several people. There's people over the years that have walked away from the church. That's a whole different subject. OK, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. I'm talking about walking away and turning your back against God, walking away from God, or what shakes your faith, okay? So I have four things. Now, there are probably more than four, but I want to use these four, okay? So number one is fear, okay? Fear. Fear will cause a person to lose their faith. OK, afraid to step out, you know, to step out on faith, you know, fear of doing what God has told you to do. OK, because you're worried about what the outcome may be and not understanding that if God be before you, then who could be against you? You have to understand. It, OK, so fear, 
All right. And and I learned early as a younger minister that fear means false evidence appearing real. And the, and the reason I, I, I loved that is because I had someone tell me a long time ago, they asked me to say, Are, were you afraid of the dark as a kid? And I said, yes. And they said to me, said, young man, you wasn't afraid of the dark. I said, what do you mean? Say you were afraid of what you couldn't see. I was like, wow. So I had this individual expound upon that. And what he said was, when you're in your house and you know everything in your home, um, you don't have a problem in walking around your home in the dark because you know where everything is. Okay, occasionally you may have some creep up under your foot or whatever, but you pretty much know where everything is. He said, when you don't know what where everything is located, then you have an issue. So if you walk down a dark alley, you don't know where everything is. So that's where fear creeps up. But it's because you can't see anything. You could walk down that same dark alley in the daytime and you wouldn't have a problem because you can anticipate that something's going to jump out at you. And if it does, you have an opportunity to defend yourself, turn, run away, whatever it may be. So when he broke that down to me, I, I had an understanding of what fear was. And I will say this. I learned this from uh, Pastor Ron Hale. Shout out to Pastor Ron. Um, he said this in a sermon once. He said, fear tolerated is faith contaminated. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, that was that was from the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, fear tolerated is faith contaminated. You these things can't work. You know, it's almost like you can't have two emotions at one time. So you can't move in fear and have faith. That's why when you hear the 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 title of this uh, fearful faith, it's oxymoronic. It doesn't really make sense. These two words don't go together. That's why Coach Young threw it together. See lot. So let me give you the scripture. Isaiah 35 and 4 it says, say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompass of God, he will come and save you. Now hear what I said when I emphasized God will come with vengeance. Okay, when you're moving and being strong and not being fearful of what the enemy, the adversary, your opponent is going to try to do to you because he's going to try. Okay. The devil's job is to steal, kill and destroy. Okay. And he's going to do that whenever he gets an opportunity. But when you're strong in the Lord and you fear not, he will come with vengeance. Okay. Number two. Is failure. Um, and failure, I'm going to give you 1 John 1 and 9 in one second, but failure. That also moves in a mode of fear, too, is you are apprehensive about moving as God has required for you to move because you're worried about failure. Now, listen, there's no one out here that can tell me they didn't didn't or do not have a fear of failure. OK, everybody. Does not want to fail when they when they attempt to do something, they 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 go and do something. They don't want to fail. 
But one thing I learned, and Coach Young is going to give you this game right now, free game. Get ready. You ready? You ready? All right, here we go. Your greatest successes in your life will be due to the failures that happen to you. Let me say that again. The greatest successes in your life will be due to the failures that happen to you. Well, why would you say that, Coach? I say that because you should be able to learn from the failures that you have. If you learn from whatever failure that you have, then that means that you're going to grow. And if that comes up again, you have an understanding of how to be able to attack something. Because you've gone through it before, there's steps. You should learn from your failures. You should learn from, from falling every once in a while. You should learn. If you haven't learned, that's where we have a problem. But your greatest successes in your life will be due to your failures. Some of the greatest individuals that walk this planet, individuals, fail. But they did not allow failure to stop their forward momentum. Amen? All right. So, 1 John 1 and 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Okay? If you're afraid to venture out, say it. If you're afraid that something may transpire that's going to be against what your thought process is, say it. Confess it. Open your mouth. My mother used to say, a closed mouth don't get fed. Open your mouth. Okay? Like I said before, for God be before us, who can be against us? He is our advocate. He is the lawyer. He is the doctor. Okay? But I'm talking about what shakes faith. Okay? So, failure. Then there's number three is false teaching. Now, I'm going to take a second and I'm going to chew on this, okay? So, I call this my soapbox moment, if this is what you want to call it. I have soapbox moments every once in a while. There are some people within the church that use the Word of God as a terrorist manual. Let me say that again. There are some people in the church that uses the Word of God as a terrorist manual. And what I mean by that is this. They use the word of God to manipulate you to do things that they want you to do. Okay? They take the word of God and they turn it to where it gets you to have to do something that they're requiring for you to do. Now, when a person is truly moving in the spirit of the Lord, they don't have to use the word of God in manipulation. Okay, because manipulation is not of God. You know, one thing, you know, my brother always told me, OG, triple OG from the CLE, he always says this. He says, scripture in verse, please. And when he says scripture in verse, what he means is take me to the scripture and take me to the verse of what you're trying to discuss with me and give it to me in the context that it was written. Okay, this is what I'm saying. We could use scripture all the way, all, all however we want. 
we can use the scripture and we can say, hey, you need to do this. You have to do that. Or how, how some folks do it. Well, God says this and God says you have to do that. And God says you have to do this. Scripture and verse, please. And then when you give me the scripture and verse, give me give me the background of it. Don't just take that particular scripture and throw it to me and think that I'm supposed to digest this. Because since I have grown in the Lord, one thing I've learned to do is research the word of God and the context that that word was written in. Okay? So when I say scripture and verse, you better bring me the scripture and the verse that you're saying that God is telling you. Now, having said that, there are those that do that. And when they do that, those are the people that you follow because they are in tune with God. They understand the Bible and they're giving it to you the way that you should have it in the context that it was written. Okay? But there are some that are out here and that are taking the word of God and they are manipulating it and trying to manipulate God's people. Now, what do you do for them? You pray for them. That's exactly what you do. You pray for them. All right. I used to hear some in the church a long time ago. And as I've gotten uh, wiser in the word, God has really broken this down to me. And what I used to hear was um, to give honor to where honor is due. Which is in the word, and that is that is an absolute true statement. But where people miss it is when the Bible says to give honor to where honor is due. It doesn't say anybody in spe in in uh, specifically. I'm being honest. It doesn't say anyone specifically. So you can give honor, you know, of course, give honor to your your parents. You can give honor to your wife. You can give honor to a co-worker. You can give honor to a, a brother or sister. It doesn't mean that because that person has three letters or whatever letters around their name that you're required to honor them. Now, if you choose to do so, okay. But that's what I mean by there are some that use the word to manipulate people to do things that they want them to do. And so my mindset and what Coach Young is telling you today is some folks say honor. I'm telling you that there are some folks that are saying honor, but they mean obey. And those are two different things. Some folks say honor, but they mean obey. Okay, and I've had many discussions with many people in the word about this. So you have to have a level of discernment when it comes to that. Now, if God is telling you to honor those that have helped you along and to honor those that have assisted you through bad times and honor those that, you know, may have blessed you, absolutely. That's exactly what you do. However, just because a person is elevated, so to say, that doesn't require you to have to do that. Now, I know that's not a popular statement. I don't care. All right, let's move on. So false teachings. 
um, false teachings will, you know, when you start finding out what the true meaning of the word of God is and you start seeing that false teaching and you start seeing that teaching that doesn't coincide with the word of God, um, it will send person, it will send a person sideways in their faith because they're like, well, how am I supposed to follow this? If this is what I'm seeing and, and listen, man, there's some there's some places that they are a mess and you have to pray for for, you know. You have to pray for the church, you have to always pray for the church, you have to pray without ceasing when it comes to the church, because not all churches, you know, not not all of them um, are doing things to the left of the word of God. There are some, uh, people out here who will say, well, all churches is like that. No, they're not. Okay. And coach young will be the first one to tell you that there are some structurally strong Bible based word of God. This is how we're going to, uh, you know, work and live our lives type of places. Okay. Because I don't want people to think that this is an attack on a church. It isn't. Okay. I do and will go after the churches that falsely teach the word of God or are there to entertain you. They want that itchy, the itchy ears. Okay. I will go after those places that don't teach the word of God the way it should be taught and are taking people in the wrong direction and have the ability to be able to help folks become better, not only in the word, but in life, period. And they choose not to do it for whatever reason. Okay. But that does not mean that you don't pray for these individuals. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. But you also understand that the Bible says for whom he loves, he chastens. Okay. And people don't understand about chastening. And sometimes people think because they're so elevated that they can't be chastened. That is absolutely incorrect. Okay. All right. I'm off my soapbox, y'all. Sorry. But it, it false teachings really, they get under Coach Young's skin. I just want you to understand that. False teachings really get under my skin. Because my thing is, let's understand what the word of God means. Okay. Let's stop making excuses to make things palatable for ourselves. And there are several different subjects that I can get into, but this would turn into an hour-long uh, podcast, and I'm already long-winded as it is. So just pray for those that might not be teaching the Word of God the way that it's supposed to be taught. And understand, you need to research the Scriptures for yourself, okay? I say this so many times that we walk into our places of worship and walk into our churches and we depend on everything that comes out of the mouth of the people of God that is standing on that pulpit. But we must understand that the Bible says to study to show thyself approved. That means you too. That means you have the ability to study the word of God and the ability to break down the word of God. So that way, if, if you hear something that is contrary to what God is saying, that you can even approach that individual and say, well, brother, sister, um, that's not what the Bible meant in that, in that context right there. And I've had that happen to me. And you know what? 
I applaud it because I want to be held accountable in giving the word of God the way the word of God is supposed to be given. Okay. And I'm not worried about if me speaking the word to you ruffles your feathers. Put your big boy draws on and put your big girls on and suck it up because that's the way it is. You may not like it, but if it's true, then live it. All right. All right. So moving on. Uh, Number four. And I think this is this is one one big one here um, is tragedy. Um, tragedy will definitely shake a person's faith. Um, you know, if you lose a loved one or someone that's very close to you, uh, you know, it will it will shake the foundation of your faith. Um, Coach Young has always had the approach of when something happens in someone's life or, you know, like that, um, there's not really much you can say. And it really just, it, it irritates me when I hear people approach someone who's going through, have gone through a tragedy and try to tell them something to comfort them. There's nothing that you can say to an individual that's going to comfort them, especially someone that's in the word of God. They understand that they're in a better place. They understand that there's no more pain. They understand that. But when you love someone and they are around you so, so long, and now they're not there, it's not easy to get over it. I've heard people tell other people, hey, you need to get over it. And for me, I tell those folks to shut up because that means you haven't experienced those things. How dare you try to tell me to get over it? No, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Um, But understanding that a person's faith can be shaken because of tragedy. And we have to be sensitive. I mean, uber sensitive about that. Okay. Because of people blaming God. Okay, and you know, I take me for example um, when my mother passed uh, eight years ago. Um, there was not anything that anybody could tell me that would ease my heart, even though I know that my mother's on the right hand of the Father. You know, it was my mother, um, and uh, it was difficult. You know, I had my moments. And there are times that I still have my moments. You know, there are times where I look around and I miss hearing her voice. And there's times when I look around and and there are days where I knew that my mother would call and give me the advice that I needed, you know, or just tell me, baby, it's okay." And you can't replace that and you can't get over that, you know. Um, But it didn't shake my faith. Because I understood that God said it was time to come home. And I understood, you know, because she was one of the first ones that taught me about faith. She was one of the first ones that taught me about, you know, walking with God. Okay. She wasn't perfect. No, not by any stretch of the means. Neither are you. Okay. But when she passed on, 
I knew where she was. I remember all the things that she instilled in me. And I use a lot of it even to this day. But that does not mean that I don't miss her. Shout out to D-Law. All right. So tragedy will shake a person's faith. False teachings will shake a person's faith. Okay. Failure will shake a person's faith. And fear will shake a person's faith. So for tragedy, I know I didn't give you a scripture. I'm going to get this to you right now. It's Joshua 1 and 9. And Joshua 1 and 9 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Okay? Be strong and courageous. Okay? Be strong. You know, for those that have dealt with tragedy in their life, Stay strong. Have your moment. Okay? You're going to have moments. All right? And it's okay. And don't let nobody tell you that it's not okay. It's all right. I had my moment at a high school out in the middle of a baseball field. I had a moment. You're going to have them. Okay? But God says, be strong and courageous. All right. Be strong. Okay. So those four things is what will shake a person's faith. All right. So then let's talk about fearful faith for a moment. And this is my definition only. This is not anyone's dictionary definition. This is my definition. Fearful faith is a person who moves in faith when they when they feel like it's convenient. Okay, but when something comes up that is out of their control, they can lean on fear very quickly. That's why when Pastor Ron said, you know, faith, fear, fear tolerated is faith contaminated. When he said that, that that literally talks about fearful faith. It talks about when something happens in your life, can you lean on God or do you try to lean on you? or Are you afraid to lean on God? There's a fear when it comes to moving in faith. And you have to have, and I'm, I'm sure everyone within the sound of my voice has heard faith the size of a mustard seed. Okay. If you don't know what a mustard seed looks like, Google it. Take a look at it and understand. Now, I'm not sitting up here saying that we're going to be, you know, the most faithful creatures in the world, that we don't fail in our faith. There's a difference between Failure in faith and fearful faith. Okay. That means you fall short. All right. That means you, you, you know, not necessarily don't believe, but that circumstance is so dire to you that you're like, well, hold on, God, I can handle this. You know what he says? Okay. And he sits there and he waits. And when you finally discover, that it ain't about you, even though you think it's about you, that's when God intervenes. Okay? Because even though the situation is happening to you, it really isn't about you. It's about the faith that you have in God to handle it. So, I give you this. You know, I'm a, I'm a boxing guy. Uh, I love to watch 
classic boxing. And I have watched some of the greatest fights, uh, you know, whether it's been pre-recorded or live when I was younger. And and I, I, I just love the the kind of warrior that these guys are. Like I watched that the once the one round war between Thomas Hearns and Marvin Hagler. Um I watched uh Marvin Hagler and Sugar Ray Leonard, Ray Leonard and Tommy Hearns. And you know, I've watched I watched Ali Foreman and I watched, you know, Ali and, and Larry Holmes and and I you know, I've watched those great fighters, Alexis Arguello. Uh, you know, Aaron Pryor, uh, Pernell Sweet P. Whitaker, rest in peace. I've, I've watched those great fighters. Okay. Roy Jones. I've, I've watched Mike Tyson. I've watched those great fighters and I watched how they battled and how they fought. And it didn't matter if they were down. They just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. That's faith. Faith is something when you have it, it just keeps going. It just keeps going. It doesn't stop. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You're, you just know that you know that you know that God is going to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could think and or ask. Trust me when I, when I say, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thine ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Listen, when these boxers are going at it, their mindset is, I'm going to win because I've trained harder. I've worked harder. I've studied harder. I'm going to go harder. Because these boxers can do that, do you understand that your Heavenly Father is the undisputed, undefeated champion of all champions? He has not lost one battle. He has not lost one fight. He has not lost one challenge. How can you not depend on? If I could, if I had a little bit more time to tell you what he's done in my life, okay, taking me and my family out of homelessness, had me survive COVID, just saved my life. There's no way that I cannot have faith in him. Okay. So think about your life right now. Think about what you've been through. Think about what he's done for you. Think about what he's brought you through. Think about where he's going to take you. You've got to have an unwavering and unshakable faith. You have it inside of you. God is saying, I want you to trust me. Do you trust him? Will you trust him in all things? Okay. Listen, when we come back, I'm going to give you 10 things to help you strengthen your faith. 10 things. Okay. When we come back from this next commercial, you're going to get 10 things that's going to help you strengthen your faith. All right. I'll see you in a minute. All right. Welcome back. Listen, I'm about to give you 10 ways to strengthen your faith. Now, as I've always said, these are things that I've researched. There are probably more, but I'm going to give you 10 things and I'm going to give you the scripture. Okay. Because I want you to be able to research the scriptures for yourself and uh, be able to apply them in your life. All right. Because the one thing about it is that you can hear the word of God, 
but the key is the application of what you've heard. All right. You know, we're not just hearers of the word, but we're doers of the word. So just apply yourself. All right. So here we go. Number one. Be more prayerful. And that's first John one and 19. You know, you have to even when your faith is shaken. We have to pray our way through. We have to open up the portal to God for God to intervene for us. And one of those ways is prayer. Okay. And listen, guys, when you pray unto the Lord, it doesn't, you know, some folks try to make God into this quadratic equation, you know, where it it is like all these different ways to pray to God. And listen. I say this every morning when I get up, and that's the Lord's prayer. Our Father, which thou art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil because thy is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen. That's real simple and real quick. But when you want to pray what's on your heart unto God, just talk to him. Okay? It doesn't have, you don't have to sound like that, you know, this big time theologian um, and say all these humongous words to pray unto God. He's very simple. He's very plain. Just talk to him. Okay? Just speak to him. Just say what's on your heart. All right? We have to be more prayerful when it comes to our faith. We have to pray for our faith. Okay? So you pray to God, Lord, strengthen my faith for where I've fallen short. And always in the prayer is in Jesus' name. Just means a seal. Okay? All right. So look up 1 John 1 and 19. Number two, read God's word. Romans 10 and 17. Okay? So when you pray unto God, your prayer language will open up when you study God's word. Okay. And I could get into, you know, praying in tongues and, you know, but to understand if you have the ability and God has given you the gift of praying in tongues, it needs to be an interpretation. Read the word. Okay. That's where you'll learn that from. All right. So many folks are out of line because they're speaking in tongues, but there's no interpretation. Either someone in that room should have interpretation or the person who's speaking in tongues should have interpretation. We've gotten away from that. We've gotten away from the order of God and keeping people in order. Okay. So read God's word. The Bible says, and I said this earlier, study to show thyself approved. Okay. And, and, and listen, some folks guilt you into saying that you're not studying the word enough. God knows how much you need to, you know, read his word and be with him. Now, understand this. If y'all are putting all kinds of other frivolous stuff in front of reading the word of God, shame on you. Okay? And I listen, Coach Young is going to sit here and be a hypocrite. I've been caught in that. Well, I have so many different things that come in front of me. Okay? And there's different strategies on being able to read the word of God. You know, and there's different, there's different translations. Because I know a lot of folks are not into the thou arts and these, okay? There's there's different versions of it, you know, more uh, 
more uh, versions that you can, you know, better understand. Now, I will tell a person, you get the new King James, um, you know, and I, I, I'm a new King James guy. Um, you know, I can read, I can read the King James, but I love the new King James. I also love the study Bible. I, I would suggest a study Bible to everybody because it helps break this. It helps to break the scriptures down. Okay. When you can, when you can read that study Bible and you get a better handle and better understanding. Now some read the, you know, new living translation. There's so many different things, uh, you know, to each his own. Um, I'm a new King James uh, guy. It's just me. Okay. But study the study the word of God. All right. Number three, find someone in the Bible you can relate to. Okay. Now, Coach Young, um, I've always been fascinated in the book of Job. I really have. I've always been fascinated with Job. Um, because Job means blessings through suffering. Okay. And if you read the book of Job, you'll understand why that book is called that. Um, so, you know, I, I love the book of Job. I love, of course, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, I love Psalms. Uh, I am a, uh, I'm a Proverbs dude. I mean, Proverbs, boy, uh, the book of wisdom, uh, Proverbs, you can apply to your everyday life in some form or fashion. Okay. I, and I just, I just ran those off to you. So. Uh, you know, find someone in the Bible that you can relate to. You could be Jonah. You could be that person that God is told to do something and you just refuse to do it. You know, now hopefully you don't get swallowed up by no whale <laughs> to, to understand to do what God tells you to do. But some of y'all out here spiritually are moving as Jonah and will be swallowed up and wonder why you've been swallowed up. All right. See lie. Okay. Just, just be obedient unto God. All right. Um, number four, be surrounded by people who are passionate about God. Now I'm gonna add a caveat to that. Surround yourself with people who are passionate about God and who are passionate about you walking with God and passionate about seeing you become successful. Because everybody that's on your team is not on your team. Just understand that. That's just being real, being realistic. That's why this is real talk. Everybody that says they're on your team, not on your team. Okay? Mike Tyson said, everyone that likes you really don't like you. And the ones that hate you are the ones that are for you. Sounds crazy, but I kind of understood what he meant, you know? So surround yourself with people who are passionate about God and people who are passionate about your passion. Look at your circle and see who's 10 toes down compared to those who are five toes down. OK. I've had people in my life that told me that they was 10 toes down. But when it got down to the get down. I saw something different. And that's OK. 
you know, my queen told me one time she learned from a coworker of hers. She made a statement to me and I think was powerful. She said, people will be who they are, honey. And eventually people will show who they are. You just have to be prepared to see what you see and how you handle it. Okay. So be surrounded by people who are passionate about God. Be surrounded by people who are passionate about your passion and be surrounded by people who are going to be 10 toes down for you. Okay. Number five, forgive. Uh, Proverbs 14 and 30. Forgive. Bible talks about forgiveness 70 times seven. Okay. And, you know, once again, Coach Young will never come on this venue and act like that he's never been through it or he's somehow above it. Listen, I've had to learn forgiveness for a long time. And because when I grew up, I was a, I was a vindictive dude. I just was. I, I, I knew I could be a petty penny in a, in a heartbeat. It didn't matter. Okay. Um, but now as I'm approaching, you know, 50 years of age of being on this earth, I've learned that it's not that important. I can let it, I can let it go. You know, I can, I can forgive, you know, the forget thing. I have to get into that. Okay. Because once you forgive, you got to be able to forget. You know, and I can forgive you and not have to be around you. You know, soapbox moment. Get ready. I've come to an understanding that my peace is very important. And I'm not going to get into a big time tangent about peace, but I want you to understand that my peace in my life right now is very, very important. I have tried for so long to discover peace in my life when I was a young man uh, growing up married the whole nine and I, I i really you know was looking for peace and i thought peace would come in the mode of money i thought peace would come in the mode of uh belongings things um but i truly found peace when god showed me to eliminate the nonsense in my life and to only deal with things that i can control is when I truly found God's peace. And now that I walk in that mode of God's peace, I refuse, and I mean outright refuse, to allow people to come into my life and disturb my peace. Now, I don't diss them. I don't dismiss them. But I'm not going to kiss them. Okay, understand that my peace is very important. My peace is more important than money. Okay, I enjoy having peace in my life. I enjoy the the peace that my children bring me. I enjoy having peace. And so there is no way that I'm going to allow an individual or something to disturb my peace. Lastly, if the police will arrest someone for disturbance of the peace, why would you allow someone to come into your life and disturb yours? 
that is the end of my soapbox. <laughs> so we got to learn to forgive. Okay, number five, learn to forgive. Number six, practice your faith through actions. Okay. I said this before. Don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. Go do something. You know, a random act of kindness. Do something. Let God lead you. Okay. No names, please. I was in a, a store and uh, a very, very lovely sister of mine uh, that I, I, I attended church with came up, gave me a big hug. I love her for life. Um, her, her sister, uh, her daughter, loved, loved them for life. And I was in the checkout line and God said to me, pay for her groceries. And I said, what? <laughs> he said it to me again. He said, pay for her groceries. Now, mind you, I, I went to do it and I took the wrong card, declined it at first. It's kind of embarrassing, but I, I found the right card and I went ahead and paid for it. Um, I'm not saying that to be braggadocious. I'm not saying that. Um, to put myself in a higher, higher mode. What I'm saying is your faith can be strengthened by you practicing it through your actions. And when I did that, that's God said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You listen. You weren't worried about how much it cost. You did what I asked you to do. And listen, that bit of money that I spent will come back to me tenfold, okay? But we have to do random acts of kindness. Do something nice for someone, okay? I challenge you today, those that hear this, go do something nice for someone right now. Find someone and go do something nice for them, even if it's just saying hello. Hey, I miss you, okay? Amen. Number seven. Be still and believe that God is in control. So when your faith is wavering, when it's shaking, just be still. You know, Donnie McClurkin, I remember that song, you know, when he, we said, after you've done all you can, just stand. Okay? Just be still and know that God is in control. All right? Number eight, exercise patience. Psalms 27 and 14. Wait on the Lord. Sometimes you try to move ahead of him and he's saying, hold up. Let me let this marinate a little bit. Let me let this let this go a little bit. I'm here. I'm with you. I'm rolling. I'm down. I'm going to take care of it. Okay. Let's just let this develop a little bit. So you got to be patient. On God. Okay. Number nine, receive the word of God. That's James 1, 22, 21 and 22. Receive the word of God. That means when God pours it into you, whether it's through someone you know or whether it's just through your studies, be able to hear and receive the word of God. Because I'm telling you, a lot of times God is going to give you a message and it's not going to be pleasant. Be prepared for the unpleasantry. Understand. God is not just going to give you everything that's popular. He's going to give you everything that's practical. 
And everything that he gives you that's practical is not always comfortable. Okay? And then finally, number 10, Isaiah 52 and 7, number 10 says, share the word. Share the word of God. Whether it be, you know, at your service, whether it be at your job, whether it be, you know, a cookout, whether it be a podcast, wink, wink. However you can, share the word of God. And listen. Listen, Linda, listen. Everybody is not going to agree with how you do it. Okay? Everybody's not going to agree. You know, the Bible says, forsake not the assemblance of the brethren. All right? I get that. But understand, by us just doing what we're doing right now for those that listening right here okay we have in church we doing ministry together right now from what you're listening to right now i don't necessarily have to be within those four walls to get the word of god i don't have to be in them four walls to deliver the word of god Those who do it, bless you. I'm not knocking that. I've I did it for years. But I've done more ministry now outside of those four walls than I have within those four walls. And that is not an indictment on anyone. Okay? That is not an indictment on anyone. But God had a different path for me. Okay? But at any given moment, I'll share the word of God. And listen, don't worry about you not being the most well-versed individual in the word of God. I'll tell anybody in a heartbeat, share your testimony. Share your testimony. Because can't nobody share your testimony better than you. Can't nobody talk about Coach Young better than Coach Young. And can't nobody talk about your life better than you. So if you want to share the word and you're not really vast in the word, share your testimony because every test in your life has created your testimony. So share your testimony. Don't be afraid to tell folks that you've fallen. Because a just man falls seven times, but because of God's grace, you have the ability to get back up. Okay? So, those are your 10 things that will help you strengthen your faith. Man, I am so incredibly grateful to have to been on this venue and share this with you today. All right? And understand this. You have to continue to work. Work to receive the glory of God. You have to continue to seek him and seek his face. Okay? And if you don't understand anything that I said today, I want you to understand this. As long as you seek God, as long as you trust in him, 
good things will happen in your life. Hey guys, that is my time. Listen, time flies when you're having fun. I really enjoy being on here today and sharing this information with you. I pray that you got something out of it. I pray that it touches your life and changes your life. Listen, remember, Real Talk for Real People will be on every month. And I look forward to our next subject. Come back for another intriguing episode of Real Talk for Real People. And listen, always remember, when you're talking to somebody, make sure to keep it real. I'll talk to you later. God bless.